nation pauses to give thanks for all that we are. Mass shootings and party politics distract from the real cause and effect tearing America apart at the seams. Evangelist Alveda King discusses the root cause of the destruction of society, family, and God. Major shootings this week in Colorado Springs and Chesapeake, Virginia. 610 mass shootings in 2022 alone bring the previous three years as the most ever. National Police Association spokesperson, Sergeant Betsy Smith, and police expert and trainer, Lieutenant Dave Smith, on what needs to happen next. A disturbing symptom of social disintegration, mass murder incidents are an ominous sign. Dr. Peter Bregan and Patricia Antone explain the intentionality of the pain and how we fix it. A nation in pain is next on Viewpoint this Sunday. the lies and deceit and bring forth real talk from real people about real news providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour this is viewpoint this sunday welcome to the weekend news magazine viewpoint this sunday it is malcolm out Well, an extraordinary conversation we are about to have on Viewpoint, I am certain, throughout the broadcast that we have some extraordinary folks here uh, that will connect the dots a bit on what I am calling a nation in pain. Uh, And that's really what I see here with the outcry of many of these mass shootings and events that are happening uh, far too often. There's some record numbers happening. In fact, 610 mass shootings recorded so far in 2022 ties for the second worst year for gun violence in almost a decade. Now, there's a lot of underlying reasons here, my fellow Americans, and we'll get into many of those today here. Let's start the broadcast off and bring on uh, our dear friend, evangelist uh, Alveda King is here. Uh, she's the founder for uh, Speak for Life, a fighting for the sanctity and dignity of all life. And as you always say, uh, Dr. Alveda, it's uh, from the womb to the tomb. Uh, she's the daughter of the late slain civil rights activist, uh, Reverend A.D. King, and the niece of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Talk about history. What a piece of history you 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 have, Elvita. Wonderful to have you on Viewpoint this Sunday. So glad to join you. And Malcolm, I'm going to open this way. The, the term Hosanna means save us, rescue us. Of course, we are going now into the Christmas season, we understand that Jesus is born and then he'll live and minister in the earth and then he'll go to the cross at Calvary and he will die there and go into hell and defeat Satan and then come back alive. He's now our high priest. So let me answer that question, but let me just do this just for a second. Hosanna in the highest. Let our King be lifted up, Hosanna, our King being Jesus. Okay, so as we answer that question, you talk about the mass shootings, the violence. There's just so much going on all around America and all around the world. I'm not going to dwell on that too long. 
because when you have the spirit of murder, it's joined by a spirit of suicide, is uh, born, is is joined by injury to children. We see all of that happening. Mm-hmm. There's a recent case: a Walmart supervisor opened fire on his uh, the employees that he was supervising. He sent some of them home, and then he opened fire on the others who had been bullying him and picking on him. So I don't want to dwell, but that's just one of the mass shootings that we've experienced. And there are so many of those. And we know about all the nightmare stories. I want people to be encouraged, Malcolm. That is happening. However, if we individually and then corporately in groups can come together and do what's called standing in the gap, God looks for somebody who will stand up and say no, but he can't find us if we are on CNN and MSNBC and all the news outlets, uh, Fox is pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm with Fox, but I'm saying let's not put all of our confidence in the news. Let's not put all of our confidence in electing the right person to office. We want to do that. That is important. Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's focus on where the real power comes from. And a lot of people are, are hurt, lost. They, the America, the nation is in pain. Lost loved ones, not just the COVID, but these mass shootings and natural disasters. So our only answer, those of us who still have hope, and there are many of us Mm -hmm. who have faith and who have love, we have to stand up and especially share that during this time, Mel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's pretty clear to say, Alvita, that our society is crumbling right in front of our very eyes. And there are many of us who, uh, back to what you say, reaching for hope, optimists, uh, and and sure, God has a plan, but let me go a little further with you now. Um, you know, many of the talks we have and almost everything I do on America Out Loud, Elvita, as you know, is really based on the fight of good and evil. It really mm-hmm. all comes down to that that I see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little bit later in the program, I want to read you something. We're going to be, um, w- there's an essay we'll be bringing up a little bit later uh, with some folks. And, and listen to this here uh, from this essay, and I'd like you to comment on this. It's, okay. it's uh, titled, A Disturbing Symptom of Social Disintegration. Mass mm-hmm. Murder Incidents Are an Ominous Sign. Now, let me read this to you. Given the political left's proficiency at converting human misery of nearly every variety into political capital, there remains little wonder why sources of personal strength and resiliency, family, faith, community, would be targeted for destruction. Strong, faithful, resilient people of character are not easy to subjugate. We cannot hope to prevail against the degenerative forces of leftism's aggressive anti-God, anti-human influence without recourse to God Almighty and the restoration of our foundational values. Wow, that's exactly what we have to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear a dissertation like that, that shows you what's wrong but then guides you to what's right. It says, return to God. It says, look to God for the solutions and the answers. I had a call today and somebody was about to maybe try to break up a marriage, their marriage and all of this. I said, wait a minute, have you prayed? Can you get guidance from God? Can you be still for a moment? Had another dear friend uh, who was under a spiritual attack, I would call it evil, evil, and a couple of them. And so I said, have you prayed? Have you stopped? To get your answer, well, no. 
I haven't yet, but I no, no. What are we waiting for? So we don't pray and then just sit and go hide under a bush. Uh, do like the prophets in the Old Testament, they went and hid in caves, which they needed to do running from Jezebel at that moment. But the time has to come. We must come out of the caves and stand up with truth and life. And as we do that, truth, life, light. And so when we do that, others, it's, that's contagious. Just like evil is contagious. My pastor says people who are in fear and they're afraid, they want to tell you their story. They want to tell you, put your hand, their hands on your hands on where something hurts their body, all of that. Oh, can you see this? Can you feel it? And then you have to answer this. Look, I walk by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. If I listen to all of your fear, I will become fearful and scared. And then we're both in trouble. So we have to kind of watch what we're listening to. When I was a little girl, oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little hands, what you touch. All the sensory things. There's a father up above looking down on us with love. Oh, be careful, little one. What you, you know, yeah, everything yeah. that you let in is going to have a result. So then we need to let right. truth and light in and then release truth and light back. That's what that dissertation says. Yeah. And that's very, very powerful, Malcolm. This political fight, now that we're coming into another general election, we just came through this midterm. And you commented on this in a recent newsletter, some comments you had in there about the fight with Trump and or the comments, mm -hmm. I should say, with Trump and DeSantis, that people will reach into you about the inner fighting of the Republican Party conservatives and patriots this is what we believe is fighting for the salvation of our nation uh the, the resurrection of our of, of our constitution uh, the bringing back of our christian nation all the things we were founded on that's a fight right now that surely is surely is a political fight as well with the far left the marxist left and the right comment on that and these comments you've been getting in about the political fight in our nation well, you know, Malcolm, there's a scripture where sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. So when people, it started with uh, the November 8th ele election. Oh, we didn't get the red wave. We are lost. I said, wait a minute. Why we're we not lost? We don't, they call that taking an L. I'll take a loss. I'll take an L. No, I said, my pastor would say this too. Let's take a L, a lesson. Let's take an L. Yes, a lesson. Now, I said we have several governors in place and they're solid. There are 200 new school board members who are parents. And, you know, it's not partisan. It's a school, school board seat. It is nonpartisan. But parents who are really interested in their children. We got the house back. Miss Pelosi, we can pray for her, but she can kind of take leave that seat. And we, <laughs> we have that. So there's so many things that happened. So when we keep con concentrating and repeating what we don't have, my granddaddy, if he were here today, Martin Luther King Sr., his son Martin was shot. Uncle Mel was shot. Daddy was choked and killed. Big mama, grandmother was shot playing the organ in 74 uh, at Ebenezer. Do you know what that man said? He got up, shook himself, went to the jail, told him don't execute the guy who killed his wife. He said we want him to have a chance to hear some kind of gospel keep him but don't kill him and he said thank god for what we have left mm -hmm. and that's what we forget to do and so even in this season and i tell people as a matter of fact honestly i do want to share this we had a nice thanksgiving dinner i'll get a little personal with it so we had the traditional turkey 
But one of my kids doesn't like that. He likes smoke. So he ended up with two turkeys hmm. and quite a bit of food. So right after we finished, a little while later, I said, somebody want to ride with me? Well, where are you going? I said, pack up that turkey over there. Pack this up, pack that. Let's go. And we went to one of the places, uh, a trailer park, really. And we fed a family, a whole family, mm. with what would have been our leftovers. Mm. So my mind wasn't just on feeding our family, which was wonderful, but thinking about serving, giving to somebody else. I don't care how sad you are and how down you are. If you can give something to somebody else, you will immediately be lifted. Mm, wow. You always put the light where the dark is and turn it around. And I love that sense of optimism about you and your message that needs to resonate throughout our nation and continue to do that. Uh, you're, you lift people up, Alvita. That's, it's so important right now. The, the big point you just make, though, is really an important one. And in regards to look at all the things that have been accomplished, look at, you know, it's what is it? It's that old saying, Alvita, the glass half full or half empty, right? That's what half it is. Half empty, half full. And somebody says, well, when you get an empty glass, it's not empty. It has air. I said, so let's bring something into the atmosphere then. I always come back with the same answer. And so what do we have? Mm -hmm. What is the And, you know. I found the foundation of America and it's by the hand of God, not by, by any president, but we had a president uh, in one administration before this one who knew there were certain things that had to be done. So when the hits came, the foundation was rock, but it didn't totally crumble. So now what are we going to do right now today? And, and put our, and that's back to the question you asked. And I, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but say a DeSantis Trump situation. Right. Think about this. President Trump only has four years left. So if he went back for four years, DeSantis, who's younger and strong and wonderful, comes in for eight years. That's, tw that's, uh, is that, let's see, four, four, four. You see, 12. Yeah. That's yeah. 12 strong years. <laughs> so the argument, it doesn't even make sense. Why are we doing this? And then, then everybody stands outside and says, they can't even get it together. They don't know how to be one. We don't. And yeah. so um, that is a prayer, though, that yeah. we all may be one. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and stand in the gap together and stop being disorganized. Oh, right, my goodness. Right. Well, it's, you know, everybody has an opinion when it comes to politics very, very clearly. What they is the do. Yeah, yeah. What is the last in message here? Let's in the last moment or two we have. Let's take a talk about, you know, you, you've given a, just a marvelous message out there uh, to folks already. Uh, you surpassed my expectations. You always do. But how do we get? Well, it's the truth. How do we get other people to sign on to our glass being an overabundance of fullness and that we need to look at life that way? But we also need to be cautious, Alvita, of the evil around us. And we need to continue to put that down and raise the spirits back up to God Almighty. Malcolm, you always invite me on your show at just the right time. Hmm. And you've said that the nation is in pain, and it is. So what we need to do is take this atmosphere, these airways, and if you're on social media, wherever you are, if you're in the community, wherever, and be positive. We let each of us decide. I'm not going to be overcome by fear and anger and hate. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to have love. And when we encourage ourselves and speak that, we will immediately 
we will feel better. I'm not saying do it for selfish reasons, so only that you can feel better. But we'll feel better and others around us will. That is something we can do. Everybody who feels hopeless and you say, what can I do? You could say, I am going to have faith. I am going to have hope. I am going to have love. I've lost a loved one. I've lost property to do the natural causes of fire or water. There are so many things that are going on. My children are not listening. And this and that. Stop saying. Don't repeat everything that's bad. Mm. Do what Martin Luther King Sr. said. Thank God for what we have left. Mm. And yeah. then say the Bible says have faith, hope, and love. So we can do that. Each of us can actually do that. Elvita King, uh, what a beautiful message. And I'm grateful that I just had a sense to start the program off today this way. Rather than end it, I wanted to start off with this uh, spirit and this hope that I, I trusted you would put out there. Um, my friend, let me just say to you that I absolutely am so grateful for you uh, for Thanksgiving again. Here we are, the season, this beautiful season. And I love you, Miss Elvita King. Love you too. God bless you. Uh, you know, this time of the year when, as uh, Alvita was just talking about, where you've got uh, people that, uh, you know, uh, with the price and escalation of a lot of things, people are struggling. And as she says, she bought the leftovers for Thanksgiving to a family who needed it. Uh, we can all do better in helping our, our fellow man in, in these ways. There is a group, I want to do a shout out to a, a group that uh, was um, came to prominence throughout the COVID era. And it's MyFreeDoctor.com. Now, My Free Doctor was a group of doctors, Christian folks who really wanted to make a difference in the world. Dr. Ben Marble is the founder of this, and there was a now a group of doctors all over the country that are helping folks uh, in all kinds of things, vaccine injuries, long COVID, all kinds of general health problems. I mean, there's nothing off, off uh, the record there that they won't talk about and help folks with, but it is strictly done by donations. And uh, that is true. So you don't get the health care bill and all of that, uh, you know, that comes with it or worry about the medical insurance. Uh, so myfreedoctor.com, I want to do a shout out to those folks. And uh, if you need some help there or know some folks who do, this might be the group who can help you with that. So as we move the program forward here, uh, we'll talk more about these mass shooting events and uh, what we can do about it and what these numbers really look like and what's happening in our, in our culture for this crumbling society with a nation in pain. Uh, we'll talk to Sergeant Betsy Smith, spokesperson for the National Police Association, and Lieutenant Dave Smith, one of the most recognized police trainers in the nation. We'll take all that up next, friends, as Viewpoint rolls on. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD.
With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. So just this past Tuesday night, a gunman opens fire, a, a supervisor, if you will, in a Walmart break room, calls the people in. I mean, how sick is this? This happened in Chesapeake, Virginia, uh, killing six people and injuring at least four uh, before killing himself. And then you have this other gunman in Colorado Springs, uh, killing five people and injuring more than two dozen. And this gets interesting in an LGB, but of course he, what I understand is part of that community, even though the media tried to call it a hate crime and all that, never ceases to amaze me, my fellow Americans. Uh, let's get on now, invite on here. Uh, Sergeant Betsy Smith is here, a uh, spokesperson for the National Police Association and just a terrific voice, along with Lieutenant Dave Smith. Uh, Dave is one of the, uh, surely the most recognized police trainers in the country. And between the two of them, watch out. So here we go here. So let's tell people first initially uh, what a mass shooting event is. I think a lot of people don't understand that it's it's clarified or classified as I understand it. And you will correct me on this or, or agree that it, it's when uh, at least four people, is that the number four people are um, injured or killed? They call That's that right. a mass shooting. Is that right? right. Okay. Four people or more. Okay. So uh, now let me put some context on this and then let, let's, I mean, this is pretty startling here now. We're we're in a trajectory that is not very promising at the moment here. So uh, what I understand, there are 610 mass shootings so far this year, uh, which equal the 610 supposedly in 2020, uh, which was a tie for that year. But what's even more uh, unbelievable is that the year in the middle of that was the record, which was 2021, which had 690. Those are some unbelievable numbers. And we're talking as of Friday, November 25th, listen to these, listen to these numbers here. Almost 40,000. When I say almost, how about 39,935? Now, probably has changed since then, but people have died from gun-related events in the U.S. this year, including over 18,000 who died of ho homicide, uh, unintentional shooting, plus another 21 who died by suicide. And uh, kids as well, 290 were children uh, in between 0 and 11, and over 1,200 were teenagers between 12 and 17. My friends, these are some startling numbers. If these are accurate numbers, uh, what do you make of this? Well, here's the thing. And again, to lend more perspective, these mass public killings that we're talking about account for about 1% of all homicides. And a lot of people, when they hear these numbers, they think, well, okay, it seems like there's a lot, but a lot of these I haven't heard of because a lot of them are gang related. You know, there's a there's a mass public killing in Chicago almost every week mm, or every it's other week. It's a good week. point. It's a good point. And, you know, so we don't hear about a lot of these. We hear about the ones that either just so shock the conscience of the nation, Malcolm, right. or we hear about the ones that can be politicized in some way by the leftist media. They always well, have like, like, right, like the Colorado Springs one. Let's touch on that with the LGBT uh, club, I guess it was. Uh, the, the shooter himself was part of that community. Is that correct? But, you know, this is, again, this is so politicized. It's a hard. He claims to be non-binary, which makes him part of that community. At the same time, that community's political activists are denying that he has anything to do with them. And this is part of the problem. We this has become such a politicized thing. If it's a gangster shooting in Chicago where nine people get shot, three killed, no one talks about it. We don't hear that's it's a, that's a horror event as well. 
a terrifying event. Now you you've got this guy goes into a nightclub and starts murdering people, and it's suddenly it's politicized to the point that everybody wants him to be a, a particular party, a particular uh, bent. Yeah. And the and the problem is is that getting the facts through the fiction through the narrative is so hard and difficult, and that's part of the whole problem with solving the the mental illness issues as well. Yeah, boy, that's a really huge point. What you say there, Dave, that's that's, uh, you know, the I mean, they're like vultures, the, the politicization of it. it's vultures. I mean, they can't get onto the scene quick enough to find out. Is he Democrat or Republican? Is he black? Is he white? Who did he shoot? Right. Are they gay? Are they straight? Is it a hate crime? And right away, they classified that as a hate crime. But I guess it depends. Well, they're all sort of driven by hate, aren't they? I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Murder is a hateful yeah, act. I think um, so. But here's the thing. Everybody keeps talking about, well, he's just saying he's non-binary. That's what his attorneys are saying, so that he doesn't get charged with a hate crime. The, getting charged with a hate crime is irrelevant. He's going to get charged with multiple counts of murder. A hate crime is actually a lesser crime. So, I, you know, that all be it all becomes just like Dave said, part of trying to fit this narrative that people want. Let's not forget, and I don't want to make this political, but Nancy Pelosi trotted out within hours to talk about how right-wing extremists are responsible right. for, you know, the, the LGBTQ nightclub murders. And then Focus on the Family, which is a Christian organization that's nearby They've now gotten vandalized and they're getting blamed and, and they have nothing to do with this. But, you know, we're not going to talk about the politics of the shooter, the Walmart shooter. You know, nobody asked if his grandpa was a Republican in California. Nobody asked what his politics. Why was. is that? Why is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's just talk about it. A, because he's mentally ill. B, because he's African-American. And and he works for Walmart, who has tried in the past to get somewhat political. They've backed away from that. And uh, and that's a whole nother discussion. Hmm. But it, it's just very frustrating because the issues that we have here are not the guns. The issues we have are why is there so much hate? Why is there so much right. sadness? And and because, you know, you talked about the suicide rate. Um, why is there so much sadness and angst in our society? Sure. Sure. And why are we so, why do we so devalue life in this society? That's Malcolm? what I don't understand. Pause that thought right there, Betsy. That's what I, I really have a hard time uh, seriously putting my arms around what you just said. And I, I can't compute it. Uh, really, I've tried many times and I, I just don't understand that why any human being would just for the sport of it, like the Walmart dude who calls people in that he didn't like because there was a bullying factor there of some sort. He was the supervisor, right? He was the guy. And yes, he calls his workers in and shoots them. I mean, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable. He claims to be the victim of bullying by right. management. And again, this is one right. of those if you see something, say something right. situations, we don't know and we may never find out what was reported to uh, human resources at, at Walmart. Was his bullying of some of his employees reported? Did he report bullying by other people? So we have somebody who's been bullied. He had a lousy upbringing, lousy family life. He couldn't, you, you know, by yeah. his own manifesto, he yeah. couldn't find a wife. So he's a very lonely guy. 
But in, you know, lonely people do things, whether they become, you know, involved in alcohol or drugs or maybe commit suicide. But now we have this atmosphere where people decide they're going to take out a bunch of other people exactly. before they kill themselves. And it's, you know, so, I mean, Malcolm, and, and again, this is a huge issue. We're going to have to go back to no religion, um, no go good family situation. There's a lot of no dad in the home. Dave and I've talked about something that we didn't used to believe in, which is how violent video games are a causation. Right. We're starting to see that uh, violent I video games are now. a problem. You know, oh, no. Did, did you at one time think they weren't? Is that what you just said? Well, you know what? We were buying into a lot of the, quote, uh, studies that were saying, well, there's okay. no relevant. Yet you find it's such a okay. consistent pattern in these uh, mass okay. shooters that they are gamers at some level and gaming, you know, permeates uh, yeah. our children. And that's the thing, you, you know, you're like you're saying, Malcolm, where's the value of life? There's none. It, it, we do truly, the United States has become this, this moral abyss where their children are not taught morality. They're not taught the sanctity of life at all. The abortion issue is just one small thing. You know, now we're getting more and more into euthanasia and we're talking about it, you know, and eventually you, you, you see this constant uh, demonization of groups by ethnicity, yeah. by political party. And this is this is all terrifying if you think about it, the fact that if they don't value life, if people have been raised to not value life, mm -hmm. if you end up in this situation where people, in fact, believe that violence is a ready solution, or even a just solution to their problems, you, you know, you're going to see more and more of it. And that conversely, the counteraction would be to prosecute, to punish that behavior. We don't, not in our society anymore. Right, we actually right. excuse, we, we quote, understand what their problem is. And this has become a real serious national problem. Our children right. are not being raised to believe in the value of life. Our children are not being uh, raised to understand authority. Yeah. And, yeah. It's and a cause and effect, Dave, of all this stuff. I yeah. mean, there clearly is. And you've already you pointed out so well the psychology behind this, which we'll be talking a little bit more uh, in just a bit with some experts on that. Now, the Walmart one, he killed himself, but the Colorado Springs one did not. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's yeah. correct. Yeah. The, the Colorado Springs yeah. shooter it was uh, taken into actually. And I, I, I just have to say this. He was actually stopped by two very brave patrons. Yeah. Right. Uh, who who just risked their own lives. And one was a military veteran to stop him. Right. 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 Were they armed? Uh, no, they were not armed. Um, the okay. military veteran tackled him. And then okay. a guy who was one of the drag queen performers took off his stiletto heel and beat him in the face with it. You can, oh, wow. you can go online and look at his mugshot and see that he's got some damages. So wow. brave Americans yeah. said enough. Now, I think video games are a factor in this stuff. I think the society of movies and what we're doing, which we've glorified going yeah. in and murder right now. I, for one, now this is me personally, Dave, Betsy, I, I don't know how you both feel, but let me just tell you, I mean, I'm very sensitive about this conversation because my wife and I differ on it. I'll just put that out there. I do not find any enjoyment. I never have. I sincerely mean that to see people raped, murdered, or uh, these horrific events in an entertainment fashion. I find no entertainment value in that whatsoever. I find it gruesome and ridiculous and a bad use of my brain cells. What do you say to that? So, Malcolm, uh, we need to hang out with you and your wife because I won't watch any of what you just said. And again, yeah. I was a cop for 29 years. Yeah. I will not watch violence, rape, murder, true crime, any of that garbage. You yeah. know, Dave 
Gabe likes a little violence, a lot of science right. fiction, things right. like that. Uh, give me the Hallmark Channel and a funny comedy. So you and I, Betsy, will sit in one room and have a cocktail and watch that, and Dee can be in the other room with Dave then. That'd be pretty, that'd yeah, be yeah, more yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm, let's, these are our modern fairy tales. These are our modern <laughs> uh, I guess, I guess. I just, I just, you know, when I, I say that. Now, you mentioned video games a moment ago, Dave. Not to be a smart guy again, but the kids. I always knew it was bad for them. This isn't a new revelation that came to my mind. I always felt that. I'll tell you why. When I went into my my son was like 12, something like that, 11, 12 years old. He's in there with a video game that he was bought for Christmas from my wife, of course, and shooting people <laughs> and blowing them up and the blood and guts are all over the place. And I look at the screen and I'm thinking... I said, "What? This is not good, man. This, what good can come out of this?" You're right, and and, I, and that's one of the things. Again, now originally, when these when these video games started being generated, I had that same feeling you did that intuited that boy, this is teaching people violence. Yeah, but yeah. then the studies started coming, and here again, the pseudoscience of today it, it's all politicized science, and they're like, "Oh no, it has no effect." Colonel Dave Grossman, you know, the, the mm -hmm. guy that wrote On Killing, you know, he kept saying this is the same mental conditioning the military uses and everybody ignored. In fact, they, yeah. they didn't ignore him. They tried to destroy him. And that's the thing. And now you're right. I agree with you that these games are, are conditioning or deconditioning. They decondition their minds is what they're doing. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. And I don't give a rat's ass what study they put in front of me, whether it's pro <laughs> or con. I know what I know. You understand? <laughs> I mean, I understand human behavior and I can see it in front of us. And if we continue to make that the normal and the young minds are they're they're eating this stuff for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And first of all, they're on their technology all the time. It is a problem. Even the YouTube stuff he watches and some of that crap is so gross and ridiculous. And it's out into the mainstream. And then these people want to know what's going on with our culture. Well, here's what the hell's going on with our culture. What do you, you got to look very far from that? And this is what we've done here. So listen, two other big things we got to get to here for, uh, before I get on my soap, really get on my soapbox here a moment here. Okay. So. Uh, so I, I got a comment on this. When you said a little earlier, Betsy, you said, well, not to make it political. Well, at this point, I do want to make it political. That is the point of this, because uh, President Biden, the headline in the AP was this, emboldened Biden, Dems push ban on so-called assault of weapons. Again, never let a crisis go to waste is their ultimate motto in the Marxist left party there. So the president wants to sign into law a ban on high-powered guns that has the capacity to kill many people very quickly. I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. You know, they've already done some pretty unbelievable things that we never thought they could do. Does this have a shot at all in happening, or is this three, uh, three layers removed from the cuckoo's nest? What do you think? Um, first of all, there's a recent Gallup poll that came out that said that uh, Americans support of more gun laws is down six percent. It's going down. Americans don't want more gun laws. And Joe Biden's grasp of firearms nomenclature and anything to do with what a gun is, is bare minimum nonsense. He doesn't really understand. He talks about assault weapons and he talks about semi-autos. Semi-automatic weapons are about half the firearms in this country and firearms are not going away. So do I think that Joe Biden can pass more uh, gun laws? I don't think that's going to happen. But this is part of the problem with that side of the aisle and really with a lot of politicians on both sides. They don't know anything about firearms. They don't know anything about shooting sports. What they need to do is stop worrying about the guns and we're just going to have to put people in prison, punish them. And you know what, Malcolm? Evil sometimes just has to be warehoused 
until they die or they're old. So what can we do, my friends, to put an action plan in together as folks here to make this, to become not a nation in pain? Well, first off, you know, this whole thing about mental illness, the, the, these uh, laws that we're looking at, well, if somebody's believed, well, look, let's start first. Number one, if somebody actually does an action like this fellow in the Colorado Springs, he should have been in jail. He should have been under this guy threatens to blow up his mom, kidnaps her, does all these things. She says, I don't want to press charges. I don't care. The police had to go take him out at gunpoint after a standoff. That's a crime. That should have been, if nothing else, can you get a more high profile red flag than that? So when these people actually do something that, and time and again, we found that these guys have, have been brought to law enforcement's attention. There are current laws. Let's enforce those. Let's give some teeth to the psychology component of the laws where we know some guys obviously deviant, obviously got a deep mental issue. And we take action and then let's follow up. Let's get them in the database. Let's make sure these people aren't able to acquire uh, firearms in the future. And let's have, a, again, let's have an adult conversation about dealing with these type of things and actually follow up for a change. And that's something we find that the government's been very bad at. They want a law, like you said, to enforce against the decent people, but not against the people who actually commit crimes. That's it. All right. Final word, uh, Sergeant Betsy. The other thing that we need to do is people need to get back to supporting American law enforcement. Amen. Defund the police failed. So we have got to now go back, lift up American law enforcement, make the profession a desirable job for young people because we have record retirements, record numbers of people leaving the profession, and we can't get new people to come to it. So if we're going to want to enforce the laws we're going to need more police officers. And then every single voter in this country needs to take a look at the county prosecutor in their area, make sure they're a prosecutor that follows the law and prosecutes the bad guy. And if they're not, get them out and vote in somebody new. Amen. Yeah, that is an outstanding point that uh, you bring up there. Just think about that. I mean, I couldn't have asked for end that segment better than that, that really our support of law enforcement is, should be our top order, friends. A tremendous thank you always to these two, what my favorites here, uh, to be sure. Sergeant Betsy Smith, Lieutenant Dave Smith, terrific. Uh, Dr. Peter Bregan and Patricia Antone will join me in just moments here. Uh, interesting op-ed on this. Boy, it was really, I thought this was a grand slam, this one as well. A disturbing symptom of social disintegration. Mass murder incidents are an ominous sign. <laughs> wow. Gives you something to think about, huh? All right. Stay right there, friends. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. 
They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and I guess I didn't say that yet to you on the program. It is a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans, and to all of our dear friends around the globe. Uh, thank you for joining us on Viewpoint. It is uh, the number one show and program on the network, and we thank you for making it. And by the way, we just celebrated five amazing years when we launched Viewpoint this Sunday, and we did it to combat a lot of the, you know, the fake news stuff, the Meet the Press, Face the Nation, Fox News Sunday, all of the riffraff out there. Uh, so that was the point <laughs> of Viewpoint this Sunday. And uh, now let's continue on in this amazing program that we have here. And we're going to bring on next year, Dr. Peter Bregan joins us. Uh, you know the name. He's a psychiatrist, a psychotherapist with a lifelong concern about the dangers of, uh, well, I, I'd say brainwashing uh, people that are challenged, I guess, you know. Dr. Peter Bregan and his wife, Ginger Bregan, are an amazing couple. And their book, COVID-19, The Global Predators, We Are the Prey, is an amazing conversation. That you must be aware of that. If you're not, make yourself aware of it. That book is back on America Out Loud in the bookstore here. Let's talk about some of the driving principles. People are committing suicide. People have lost hope. Faith is at, a very, as, at an all-time low. Uh, and I want to talk about the foundational disintegration of our values. What What is the driving force of all of this, Dr. Bregan? Well, the driving force, I believe, is the assault on all the Western democracies by the global predators. You know, this this explanation we give in the book where we look at how there's a, a whole bunch of collaborating forces in the world that see democracy, especially constitutional democracy, led by the United States with its Bill of Rights and its tradition of individualism, the Judeo-Christian traditions, God, uh, pride in country and in self, uh, right, right. The, uh, the whole idea of, of uh, the sovereignty of the individual, and that's reflected in the sovereignty of the individual's country, all of it is under assault. And human beings, we we're, we are very much a reflection of the environment that we're born into and that we grow up in. I grew up in the in the 30s, oh my God, and 40s, born in 1936, 86 now, in a country that believed in itself, where most people believed in God. In fact, being, being always on the frontier myself, when I was about uh, 13, I started to question uh, God because it was such a, 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 you know, an authoritarian concept. And I had to challenge that in my own mind, in my process of growing up. That was all around us, solid values to be challenged or to be obeyed and to be understood. Well, that was a different country then, wasn't it? It was a, well, it was the country that was still near enough to the founding of the nation. Right. That you were recognizably similar to the founders. Yeah. I had no idea about this because even then, 
those ideas, I think, were not very, very. You know, isn't that uh, you, you bring up a very good point? The, the the further we've gotten away, and I say this because now, Dr. Bregan, we're going to be coming up on 250 years in our nation if we make it that far. We're 246 years into this American experiment. Uh, and you remember 1976 was a real celebratory moment for our nation at the bicentennial. And there was something just so glorified and patriotic about that moment, a 200-year anniversary yes. for this amazing nation. We're going to be now 250 years, and yet people are, you know, things are becoming unraveling. Let's bring it down now from 30,000 feet into the home, for the family home. I want to talk about and get more personal with folks uh, before I bring on another guest in just a moment. And when I talk about personal with folks... I'm speaking about our culture, which you've already sort of hinted toward. Mm -hmm. You're talking about values, family values, fa father, having a father of the house, uh, God uh, in life, family, all of these values in equal uh, respect, how you respect and how you treat people and treat one another. All of that seems to be uh, in seriously threatened today. Now, we were talking up front with uh, some of the experts on in law enforcement of the National Police Association about video games and the culture that's put out there by Hollywood and the, you know, the murder, the rape, all of these sort of programming. How does that factor into people from a, a psychologist standpoint? How does that factor into folks when you talk about these mass shootings where people seem to have lost all hope and they go out and shoot other people, they want to kill them and take them with them? Well, it's a direct relationship. Uh, I've actually evaluated many mass murderers as a medical expert. None of them, dare I say, come from homes where they have solid values that they can develop and give them strength. Yeah. They generally are very uh, lost souls. They generally don't have many friends. They're not in close touch with their family. And you have to, it's so important to see this as the end product of a huge, this huge political crushing of America, because Marxism, progressivism, collectivism in general, all seeks purposely to destroy the family, because you can't have a totalitarian collective, which is where all of the forces are taking us now. You can't have it if you have a strong family because the family is the source of the values of personal self-worth, a belief in a, in a loving God, a belief in basic human rights. All is built into or not into the family structure. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter whether it's the Russian Revolution or it's the French Revolution mm -hmm. or it's the Chinese res uh, Revolution. The family is the probably the main object of destruction and right. you just build that up to see America as the main object of destruction. Right. And you get a real concept of what we are fighting. Do movies and videos have an impact on, on these young minds for children? Yes or no? Absolutely, yes. Oh, my God, yes. You cannot look yeah. at the destruction of human life. Right. and come away uh, with it. Let me bring on now Patricia Antone joins us. Uh, Patricia, she's an author, an activist, a constitutional conservative. Uh, and uh, what I love more than anything is she's a great writer, but is how she studies the problem and then is able to put it into words for folks to understand. That's an art in itself, so we really appreciate that. Patricia, welcome on here to Viewpoint this Sunday. And in the program, in your essay, uh, it, it, and let me give the title to this. It's a must read, friends. You want to go read this and share, share, share. 
uh, to our fellow Americans and to all of our friends. Uh, and since you are, uh, yeah, the title of this rather is a disturbing symptom of social disintegration, mass murder incidents are an ominous sign to say the least, right? All right. We talk about those foundational values. So you say our society's accelerating production of deranged sociopaths is a symptom of foundational disintegration. You heard me talk to the good doctor just a second ago, Patricia. I believe these things are crumbling our foundation. Pick that up now and tell us what you're seeing across our nation right now with this destruction. Our society, Western civilization itself, integrates on a very simple idea, and that is respect for the individual, uh, respect for each other, in the, the equal standing of our life and rights. And that's just not, not just individualism versus uh, collectivism as if they were morally equivalent. There is no morality that accepts, uh, you know, abuse of others. So, um, you know, that's what's, what's disintegrating as they, as uh, this attack on, on Western values persists. And um, like, like uh, Dr. Bregan was, was discussing, the fact that the family itself is not only counteracted, but dis dissolved by modern culture. The number of people who are raised in two-parent homes that, um, that have a faith community, that have uh, extended family around and that sort of thing, has, has gone down so precipitously that now most young people are coming up in an environment where their information about what is moral is coming from movies. Mm, that's what I'm afraid of, what you say right there, what you say right there. Uh, and, and their moral values, if, if it's going to depict a video game, uh, Patricia, or a movie that you right, just exactly. watch, we're in trouble, aren't we? You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it would be it would be one thing if there was um, a lot of influences that countered a, a healthy influence, but there's not a healthy influence in many cases. Yeah, we are a nation in pain. A lot of people are suffering and struggling. Uh, we're still coming out of this in a post COVID world with mandates and lockdowns. And, you know, people have been it just feels like they've been sucker punched uh, once too uh, too many times. Between that and the culmination of their family atmosphere and other things, and people are going off the deep end. Suicides are really, really high. Mass shootings taking other people out and killing them in all kinds of places. No place is safe in a public venue. Uh, you take your life into your own hands when you walk out of the door of your house. In the case of Colorado Springs, the LGBTQ uh, club there, that uh, the one who is still alive. Now, this guy, this person did not take themselves out. Sadly, I always first of all, we don't want these events to happen. But when they do happen, as I was speaking to the NPA earlier, I, I prefer them to take themselves out so we don't have to litigate it and uh, waste any more human capital uh, from this disgusting behavior uh, after the fact. Uh, this character, they tried to call it a hate crime. You point out in your piece, it really wasn't a hate crime at all. This guy was part of that uh, community. Speak about that. Uh, and then this Walmart shooting where the uh, supervisor went in and just a deranged individual clearly mm -hmm. called everybody in, uh, it cornered them into the break room and shot them to death. Well, you know, I think there are the three key influences here, among which are there isn't an appropriate outlet for masculinity in our society today. Mm. We've decided that masculinity wow. is unnecessary at best 
and toxic at worst. And so you got a young man coming up in a household that doesn't have a role model and the society itself tells him that masculinity, his own emerging nature is unnecessary at best and, uh, and destructive at worst. And not everybody's going to become a criminal over that, but some certainly are. And, and we see that some certainly do. So, and then the other, the other influences there are the, that what we've already talked about, the fact that, that uh, these crazy, um, kind of neo-Marxist ideas that collectivize our feelings. If we teach kids that our feelings are, are uh, basically trump other, other people's feelings, they trump reality, and that they can become a claim on others. And that is the insidious lesson of this whole um, gender, gender teaching. It's not so much that it, it confuses the genders, although it does, but the, the worst aspect of that, I think, is that it teaches kids that your feelings are of paramount importance, mm-hmm. they should guide everything you do, and that they, um, they become a claim on the rights and feelings of others. Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Bregan, I have a feeling you have a little bit to add to that conversation that Patricia just put out there. Uh, what do you say to that? Well, I say I'm taking notes. Feelings trump reason and reality and become a claim on the rights of others. Um, that was a very profound part of your your essay, and it would it's uh, just amazingly important. I want to keep emphasizing that every single one of the things that we are talking about, all the disasters we can think of practically, are about trying to impose on us a collectivist uh, viewpoint in which the individual barely exists. Mm. And if you read Klaus Schwab or any of the other, these folks, they one of the ideas they hate the most is individualism. They explicitly, that individualism is a sin, a crime. One of them even argues that it's the cause of collectivism. <laughs> And um, this is a bizarre notion that has infiltrated and and uh, and cr- is crushing the Western world. It is a planned operation. You're saying that these are not all accidental. They come from policies and operatives and power and position of power that continue to, uh, like vultures, uh, come down, swoop down, and well, like they did with the uh, uh, the whole um, uh, Colorado Spring shooting. Right away, the media called it a hate crime. They're like vultures. And the other one in Walmart, uh, they couldn't politicize that because it was a black dude who killed people. That wasn't convenient for them, Dr. Bregan, correct? Yeah. Yes. And it all comes down from the global collectivization, collectivization of our world. And this is not to minimize the individual horror stories we're looking at, but I don't think we should get lost on the family, on the videos, on all the manifestations, the fixed elections. No, it's a driving force in all this. There's a driving driving force, force, the open borders, the destruction of our energy. Mm -hmm. There's a driving force behind it. And it's it's neither left nor right. It is predatory. So you have in the world today corporations that have no concern about uh, capitalism or the free market's the last thing on their minds. And then they're working with the progressives and the last thing on their minds is anybody's freedom. They collaborate. They work with communist China. Mm -hmm. Uh, We track all of these um, 
yeah. connections in the in COVID nineteen and the global predators. Right, right. It's an astonishing network. Let me drive and, to a point now with you, please. Uh, for let time, me, let me get to one thing really quick. The ultimate answer is the refounding of America as a Judeo Christian. Uh, democratic Amen. but constitutional government to stand up to the collectivism. Yeah, that, that's been a driving force of conversation throughout the program today, actually, Dr. Bregan, you, you nail it right there. The point I want to make now that we don't lose track of, uh, your your point of a plan and this collectivism and then all the way through to the kitchen table and the yes. kinds of things we're dealing with here. Okay, so I, I want to, when we talk about what is the plan, what is the plan? What do they want? There was an interesting piece in the essay that Patricia wrote that we'll get her take on the moment as well. But uh, and it's about our self-defense and free speech rights. And in, let me quote this uh, little paragraph to you here uh, from the essay that leftists would rather lobby to disarm would-be victims and silence political adversaries than prosecute. Violent criminals can't be denied. They'd assume this particular rampage offered a twofer an opportunity to demand the end of both self-defense and free speech rights at the same time. What do you say to that? Well, absolutely. There have been massive attacks on my wife and my free speech rights recently, which we are going to begin to talk about soon. It is you, you have to crush free speech in order to collectivize. That goes back, so help me, to at least 250 BC in the Chinese empires mm -hmm. where they, uh, you couldn't get together in a group of more than 10 and you couldn't get together at all to talk badly about the emperor. This is a key. And the um, suppression of our free speech in this country has become uh, just so broad. I think half the country, which is not most likely to be listening to this show, has no idea how much the more conservative uh, people, the more patriotic people, the more uh, Judeo-Christian oriented God-loving people, people. The way we, God-loving people, the, the censorship on us right. in the major media, which is the other half of the country, in the, in the school systems, right. everywhere, the book publishing industry is so enormous that they don't get to even hear our view no, no, while no. we hear theirs regularly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, they tune into the same garbage moment, day in and day out, and every hour of the day. Uh, Patricia, on the last word here on this, so is that the plan when you point out here the self-defense and the free speech rights and then listen to Dr. Bregan, he says, well, um, again, collectivism, you've got to collect their rights, basically, throw them out the window. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, yeah, is that what absolutely. we're talking about? That's absolutely the plan. And and one of the thing, ways that they've taken the moral high ground is to present themselves as the more moral, the more moral. And we're looking for the greater yeah. good and this sort of thing. And what we need to reestablish is that there is no description of morality that doesn't respect the rights of the individual. If you don't respect the rights of the individual flesh and blood human being, then, of course, you're accountable to nothing at all. So it, it's not like left or right or collective or individual. It's like moral or evil. That yeah. those are the choices. Moral. Well, or it's evil. always it's always the fight of good and evil, uh, Patricia. It's exactly. actually yeah, it's actually where we started today, and it's where we're going to end right now uh, in that point here about that fight and good and evil. But 
What, a, what an uh, enormous program today, my fellow Americans, and what a thrill to bring it to you here. I cannot say enough, and a tremendous thank you to Alveda King, uh, the National Police Association spokesperson, Sergeant Betsy Smith, uh, Lieutenant David Smith, one of the best police experts in the nation, Dr. Peter Bregan, for sure, and Patricia Antone, and you out there for listening to the broadcast. Be sure as we get this out the, later on the day in podcast that you share this. My friends, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>